0: This is the Non-Typical Nation Podcast with your hosts, Brody Teal and Eric LaBrie.
1: Let's talk hunting and absolutely everything else that goes with it.
0: Okay, Mike is on. I am dropping my line and we are recording a podcast on the boat on Lesser Slave Lake right now. Eric uh, just dropped his line. He already had one on, but... uh,
1: Wasn't paying attention. Wasn't
0: paying attention and we lost her. So we recorded a podcast on the lake in, what was it, February?
1: Must have been, yeah.
0: With Charlie on the ice. Slayed some uh, burbot and some walleye. And we're back out here on a beautiful evening. And uh, hoping to catch a couple walleye.
1: Yeah, it should be nice. It's a nice evening. It's been hot all day. It's probably 25 degrees still. That's what my truck said. Yeah, mine said
0: 25 as well. uh, It's been toasty and uh, you really don't know what to expect because it's been pouring rain one day and then the next day uh, it's cloudy and then it says it's gonna be sunny but it's not or it says it's gonna be cloudy but it's sunny and uh, today just turned out to be a a beautiful evening, no wind, the lake is, oh, I got
1: one. Oh, you son of a gun. Yeah, they're nibblers. Got one. Beauty, I'm setting Put your bike down, down. I'll I'll grab the net here. Oh, I just lost them. Well, okay, they're on us so.
0: They are on us, and now we're both standing up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't take long. We literally, so, we have, we yeah, we literally just started fishing, so we we yeah. haven't same time as the podcast here. It's a pretty good oh, action right one. away. Okay, put your mic yeah. down, and get the fish. He's got one. I'll get the net. Got net. Oh, nice walleye. You bet. Here you go. Right on. Well, i number one in the boat.
0: Yeah, so we pulled up to this spot, and Eric said that, uh, allegedly, you can't even get your hook down without catching a fish. And sure enough, it wasn't even a, a minute and a half, two minutes of my line being in the water, and we got one on. You've had several bites already. Um, so I did fishing charters on this lake back in 2013 and 14, and uh, I never fished this, uh, this particular spot. So... Uh, this is, uh, it's neat to check out a different, different sort of part of the lake because this is a, a huge lake with tons of little nooks and crannies and hot spots all over the place. Is this sort of your go-to spot?
1: This is, uh, it has been for the last few years, we've, we've always come here, I remember coming here as a little, little kid. Um, but the, 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 the tough thing about this spot is you got to come quite a ways across the lake. Yeah. So when the weather's not very good or it's a little windy, then it's not ideal to, you know, bounce your ass over here. Yeah, it's about
0: how fast are you going?
1: Uh, we're going about th- between 25 and 30 miles per hour.
0: Okay, so we're on the east side of the lake. It took us about 20 minutes to get over here.
1: Yeah, pretty much.
0: So, uh, yeah, a bit of a jaunt. But hey, if it uh, means you got to catch some fish, all the better, man. That's, even, that, that's the thing with bear baiting, too. I've sort of said, you know, over the last couple of years, I don't mind traveling an extra 40 minutes. Got one. Beauty. If it means I'm going to, oh, lost him. If it means I'm going to uh, get into some action.
1: Yeah. Oh, no kidding. And I've always had the the inclination in the back of my head that the further you go, the further you walk, the harder you work, the better the animals are going to be. And that's not always true, but as long as I keep thinking that, it gets me away from all the people. Yeah. uh, Yeah. I don't know, just checking out new spots. You just never know what you're going to find. Yeah, this no doubt. So I've out. heard a
0: lot about this particular spot, and uh, but I've never fished it because uh, it was a ways away, and I never knew exactly where it was. I actually thought it was farther away than what we traveled. Um, but we get out here, and there's probably 15 boats here all within, uh, within 100 yards of us, and uh, it sounds like everybody's catching fish. I got one. You got one? Beautiful. So yeah, we're fishing about 11 feet of water right now. We've got a jig head on with a minnow. Eric's got a a plastic on his minnow as well. Oh, I got one too, guys. I'm going to set this down. We're going to bring these fish in. You got a beauty. Awesome, man. I got a dandy. Oh, I just lost it. Nice fish. So far, two really good sized fish.
1: There's a school of them coming through right now. It's yeah, better.
0: I just had a nice bite too, but I'm trying to get a phone so I can get a good photo. He's 51. 51, yeah. you keeping him? I'll
1: put him in the live well
0: for now. Oh, I forgot yeah. you had a live well. See, I'm, I'm a stringer. I'm old school. We usually don't, uh, not unless it's a giant. But you got the live well, so that is, that's ideal, man. So yeah, this is my first time. Oh, got got a nice one. <laughs> They're good fighters today, man. Got some weight. I'm gonna bring this sucker in.
1: Yeah, okay, to get my hook out of the net. <laughs> is it a big one? I don't know, man. But I can't believe this. Oh,
0: this is a this is a dandy. Pass me that net. Oh, oh he went a- under. He went under and bring him right up. That's a big one. That's. <laughs> that's a
1: good fish. That's a big fish. You bet. Man, this is an easy 3-4 pounder right here. Oh yeah, that's a big fish, that's man. Big that might be a 5 pounder. Big I've caught out
0: this lake. And no guff there, man. I'm, this is... This is a dandy...
1: You better measure that guy. Measure him right now? There's a stick back here. You can just keep him in the net even. Just don't drop him in the lake. Don't be that guy. Yeah, oh, dude, that is a fat fish. He's at 56. Oh, you bet. That's awesome. Two dandies in five minutes. What does that recorder say? <laughs> 10, 10, 30. It's 10 minutes and 30 seconds, we wow. two dandy fish.
0: So that one was 56 centimeters. Um, is 51. But he was fat. He was
1: huge, humpback. He
0: back. was fat. Um, the biggest fish I've caught out of this lake it was probably right around that three and a half, four pound range. And that guy, uh, he might be, he might maybe be right the there. biggest man. Like what are the chances we just get out here for a quick evening of fishing, decide to record a podcast, 10 minutes in and we're just slaying them. Okay. So here I am. I got my orange jig body. What color are you rocking there, Eric?
1: I'm just using a, a yellow salty, um, body and a silver head and- Okay, so I should rephrase. I got an
0: orange head and all, uh, just a minnow hooked onto there. So your dad was out here this morning, and they uh, cleaned up on him
1: too, eh? Yeah, my dad, my old man was out here this morning, uh, probably right around the same spot. And uh, yeah, he told me, told me uh, how deep, and and you know we we're always using minnows. That's sort of what we've always used. I don't really remember using anything else besides, you know. Uh, Rattle or palas or something bottom bouncers, but that's you know different kind of fishing. Oh. But as far as jigs go, <laughs> we've always been using minnows and it seems to be working. <laughs> this is ridiculous. This is what I know is fishing, man. Oh, that's a big fish. That's what I like to hear. Oh, it's peeling drag. Oh, dude. <laughs> that's a that that might be as big, if not bigger. <laughs> oh. That's bigger than mine, I think.
0: Beautiful colors on these guys.
1: These are real lively, big fat fish, man. That's awesome. Oh, he's the same. Right on. And gone, like that. In and out of the boat in less than 10 seconds. These fish are awesome. All we're doing, we're not even casting. We're just dropping the, the, the jig to the bottom and just lifting it off the bottom, eight inches, jigging up and down. And it's, it's that's all we gotta do. There's one.
0: Right on, Eric's just hooked onto a dandy here too. Another big one. Another big one, my mic's all met wet, hopefully it doesn't mess with things too much, but these are all very good sized fish. So one thing with Slave Lake, if you fish this lake enough, you'll realize it's not, not common to hook onto those six, eight, 10 pounders like a lot of lakes. But um, this lake is known for a lot of fish when the fishing is good. Um, but, and these are just beautiful sized fish. They're right around that 50, 55, 56 centimeter mark. Um, and for this lake, that's just exceptional. But uh, healthy fish by the looks of things, eh?
1: Everything's super colorful and uh, super lively. And yeah. Not
0: yeah. So, Eric's uh, that whole plastic and the minnow, that's new to me. I've uh, sometimes I'll put a little plastic piece after I put the minnow on just to hold it on, but I've never ran a plastic tail like that with a minnow on it. But it's working. It's working. So on slave, you're allowed, what is it, one walleye over 55? I think they're over, 40, over 43, 40, that's right. The piker, I think, are over 55. It's been a while since I've been on the lake, man. This is unreal.
1: Yeah, what a beautiful night. It really is. And uh, to be catching catching fish like I uh, I advertise, I know how to catch fish. Yeah. Know? I do brag a little bit in the shop about it, so I'm glad I can produce. <laughs> I try not to, I try to be humble just in case.
0: Well, this is the spot, man. This is unreal. Probably not ideal to record a podcast because you're catching fish. Nonstop, it might be a little but, busy, yeah. Um, so, do you typically jig? Is that what you do? Do you do any trolling and bottom bouncing, or?
1: I, uh, I don't know. I don't know if there's any strategy, rhyme, or reason to this, but I always seem to try and do rattling. You know, a little bit of uh, trolling. Yeah. Early in the year. Okay. And then come summertime. Uh, the fish all come to the east end of the lake because most of them spawn in the west end of the lake.
0: Got a beauty. Oh, I got one too. On We're double. We're setting her down, guys.
1: Oh, I lost mine here at the boat. Still pulling another one up. Right on. Yeah, so the, the, the fish spawn the, spawn. the fish spawn in another part of the, the other end of the lake. So it takes until about mid-June for them to really come down to this end and be... You know, a real lively population of them. And so, once that that happens, that mid-June, that's when we start. That's when we start jigging lots and really focusing in on our uh, target areas, which are you know, for walleye, ridges and uh, terrain, obvious terrain in the bottom of the lake. Yeah, this is, uh, this is just terrific. This is great fishing. We were out here uh, last night, and we went out. It was too rough, so we went out to the island. That's about halfway here, and uh, we just couldn't get anchored in a good spot. We just kept getting pushed around, and we found a couple holes of walleye, but we just couldn't stay in one spot, so we only caught a few.
0: Yeah, so that's the notorious dog island, and uh, I usually find it pretty rocky around there. It is
1: very rocky. It's, it's tough very for trolling. Snaggy. Yeah, you're is right. What I found. There's lots of trees and stuff too, especially on that north, that north side. Yeah. Because that's where the the water pushes everything. Yeah. But uh,
0: yeah, it's like you said. You know, it's it's easy to snag on, and and it's nothing to just be. If you got three rods, three guys, you're almost always pulling some snags. But when you get on to them, they're usually pretty good. Not like this. So this is unreal. I've never. Had fish nonstop like this before. Oh, we
1: have it nonstop at the island too. If you get in that little honey hole, we got. Yeah? Um, but like I said, uh, just over here is they just seem like bigger fish. I got another one. Oh, beautiful. Losing them. They're just one. nibbling. Keep kept my minnow here.
0: Right on. And so you always use minnows? Uh, yeah, always minnows. <laughs> you troll minnow too?
1: Uh, no. When we troll, I'm usually using like a bottom bouncer, some sort of uh, artificial rig.
0: Oh, you don't, uh, Bottom
1: bouncer or a, uh...
0: Yeah, you don't, but you don't... So you run your bottom bouncer with your spinner attached to the bottom bouncer, and then do you put a worm or leech? oh Eric's got one. Nice. So, yeah, what we used to do in the summertime and then earlier on in the season, and especially on the real windy days, is we would run a bottom bouncer, and then we'd have our spinner rig on there that's about... 24 to 30 inches long and run a leech on that spinner rig with two hooks on it and uh, that was nice for choppy days because the the rocking of your boat actually helps with the action of the spinner and uh, and we would just just nail them but uh, on a nice calm day like this you can't be just dropping an anchor and jigging
1: yeah, when we're, so when we're bottom bouncing and stuff, we're usually using worms or leeches just because they stay on the hook better. Minnows, uh, you know, you go through a lot of minnows trying to keep them on. Yeah, something that's moving.
0: So, is uh, have you ever heard of anyone
1: ice fishing in this spot here? Uh, I'm sure people do. Okay. Just because there's well, there's houses one. right here, right? Nice. Um, you got another one. We should be keeping count so we can go back and listen to the podcast. I can't get over this. It is a long way to come though in the wintertime, and there's usually a lot of ice ridges here and stuff. So, this is a nice that's a big fish, trick. eh? <laughs> right on.
0: I don't know if he's gonna break that 55, 56, but. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Lively fish, eh? That's awesome. This is great. Yeah, you can't beat this. This is pretty easy fishing right now. we got two well, you know, really good keepers in live well already. And we've only been fishing here for 20 minutes. So you used to run charters. So how, where were most of your customers from when you were doing that?
0: Yeah, so when I was running that... Um, a lot of them were actually guys working in town, like contracted workers from out of town. So they'd be staying at the hotels, and I had some deals with a couple of the hotels in town where they would, uh, you know, sort of spread the word, have some pamphlets there. And it kept me busy. It, it kept me almost too busy. I got one on. Um, and I actually almost got to the point where the fishing was more of a job. Yeah. Because I was almost, oh, I lost him. Because I was almost forced to go out in you know sort of the crappy weather when I wouldn't like to go out but hey you're getting paid to do it and you have a obligation to these guys that you're going to take them out put them on fish and uh, we always caught fish because this lake is is usually pretty good um but yeah it just it actually got to be a job right yeah and so like I told you I had like three or four years of fishing four or five days a week and then just nothing um so I did the charters for a couple years, and then we uh, sort of took a summer off. I did like two or three that year. And then just me and Amy hammered the lake hard. And uh, and then we had kids, right? So it gets to be a little bit tougher when you got little ones. And uh, the boat sat for like three, four years. And that's where we're at now, basically.
1: But you guys do so, lots of fishing down at the river.
0: Yeah, we've got out to the river a few times. We were out the other day. We've got one nice little hot spot that Nobody ever goes to. We can access it really nice. Good walleye fishing. Really good goldeye fishing.
1: Yeah, so you gotta you tell me about even... that goldeye fishing. I've never. I've only ever once caught a goldeye accidentally.
0: Yeah. So, um, and we sort of got onto him accidentally too. But, um, you know, we uh, we just still fish on the river. We get a pickerel rig, put some weight on it, toss a minnow on each of the hooks, cast it in. And uh, you just wait, right? And the thing with those gold eyes, you'll find sort of where the pockets are, where the schools are cast into one hole, and you'll just hit them nonstop. Yeah. And they are a ton of fun. They're a lot like trout.
1: And so you're using the same thing? You're using just a, a minnow and a pickerel rig?
0: Yeah, so we're using a pickerel rig with two minnows on it. And um, <laughs> and yeah, uh, we, uh, so we caught about a dozen uh, gold eye there in about two hours. Got a nice one on here. And um, I'm gonna set my mic down because I lost my last one.
1: (laughs) Peeling drag, that's a good sound. These fish are awesome because they're just nibbling, just lipping the, the hook. They're not swallowing them or not hurting them at all. Brody's not even taking the fish out of the water right now. He's got it unhooked. So, it's awesome. It's great fishing like this when you can pull up, you know, 100 fish in an evening. We're well on our way. I lost we're, count. We're at a, I think we've got to be over a dozen already. In total, yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
0: for sure. Um, so, yeah, the, the river fishing's a lot of fun. It's it's great for the kids. Um, so what we do, we set up a pickerel rig. We usually target walleye, and that is what we're targeting, but we knew we'd probably hook onto a few goldeye. And... Uh, put some weight on there a few minnows and you find those little holes where the gold eye are and you'll catch one almost every cast it might take a few minutes for them to to hook on but uh, they really it, school in there though yeah for sure so yeah we got about a dozen jackson caught a few we ended up keeping a few to eat and uh jackson uh, talked us into mounting one with his first northern pike so he's got two fish oh the wow all the right, huh? yeah <laughs> and i i uh, hooked on to a dandy walleye had it right at shore, and the thing spit the hook out right at shore. But, um, but yeah, walleye are always, you know, always a, a real treat, and uh, they're the main thing that we target, whether we're on the lake or on the river, just because they are such good
1: eating. Yeah, and, I actually um, had, uh, well, we went fishing last night, caught a few walleye and a couple pike, and that's what we had for dinner tonight. So nice. Right before we came out, just ate nice. some fresh fish. So how do you cook your walleye? So tonight, um, I cook it all types oh. of way because we just... We get it, we have so much of it all the time. Such great access to it. I try everything I can. So tonight, um, I tried cooking it in coconut oil for the first time and I just fried it in a big wok with coconut oil and it's some different spices and uh, yeah, I just ate it like that, it was fantastic. What do you think of this one, Eric?
0: Do you think he'll go over, over that 50?
1: 50... Oh, that's a long fish, that one. He might not be as heavy, but he's long. Man, these are awesome fish. No, nothing's been small. Everything's been over over keeping size. Everything's been 50 centimeters. If you can break that 60 centimeter mark in this lake, uh, you're golden, that's awesome. Um, but you know, keeping anything, anything right around that 50 is just fantastic. Getting close, eh? Nothing like that first one, though. Yeah, and when we're on walleye like this, we don't usually get any pike. Um, last night when we were at the at the island there, we were sort of floating between the the weeds and through the rocks, and you know, we snagged a few pike. But when we're on the walleye really hard like this. Usually you're not into any other fish. And so how, how do you guys cook the gold eye when you, br- you bring it home? Because most people smoke it, don't okay, they? Okay, so
0: that's what I want to get back to, but let's jump back to your walleye. Sorry, so you said you cooked it in coconut oil. That's right. And you battered it?
1: No, just threw some spices on it, chucked just, it right in.
0: Oh, okay, I see. Do you ever batter your fish? Oh, that was a big hit. All right, well, what I do, so I've got a, a wicked potato flake recipe and if if you guys uh oh he just said we don't usually catch pike when you get onto the school as a walleye but he just caught a a decent pike maybe a keeper eh not bad (laughs) right on well this recipe i got here it's good for pike good for walleye uh good for anything and we actually we're going to use it when we cook those gold eye some guys say they aren't very good but uh yeah this recipe and the way you cook these and batter them, it's, uh, it's flawless, it can't be beat. So what we usually do, you're going to fillet your fish, get nice fillets, make sure there's no bones in it. Oh I just had a bite. And um, you are going to drench those fillets in egg. So you're just going to uh, get your egg mixture, all it is is just straight egg. And you're actually going to put some mustard mixed in with that egg put some salt and pepper in there and drench your fish in that egg mixture. And uh, once it's covered in that egg you're going to soak it or you're going to roll it around in potato flakes. Have you ever done that?
1: Potato flakes, so is that like
0: chips? Like art, no artificial like, you know, fake potatoes. Oh, okay. Yeah, like boxed potatoes. Yeah, so you're going to put the fish, coat it in potato flakes and then put it in a nice pan with super real hot oil. And you're just going to fry it. And those potato flakes are going to give it a nice, crispy, crispy ba- batter coating. And um, yeah, man, it cannot be beat. I haven't had one person over at my house that doesn't enjoy it. And I've had people who are picky with fish. But you have that and just the combination of the mustard and the salt, pepper, and uh, the potato flakes adds uh, you know, a nice, crisp batter to it, and it can't be beat. But the gold eye, yeah, a lot of people, oh, I got a nice one on, a lot of people say the gold eye are good smoked, so.
1: Yeah, and uh, I know, I don't really know a whole bunch of people that, have, that catch gold eye regularly. I really don't. Oh, I just got one too.
0: Yeah, no, I lost that fish. But uh, that's why that one spot of ours in the river is sort of a neat, special spot, because um, we're catching a fish we don't always catch. And uh, like I said earlier, they fight a lot like trout. And uh, so trout, they're, you know, a high, uh, high energy fish. They're jumping out of the water and these goldeye do the same thing. So they're just a ton of fun to catch. And once you get into a school, you just can't keep them off your hooks. Not quite like this, though. I got to say this is something else. But yeah, Goldeye they say they sort of have a, a muddy taste to them. And um, but we're just going to fill it I filleted them and we're just going to batter them like I usually do and give it a. shot. So.
1: So the other fish that people are always smoking is the white fish, right?
0: Yeah. And these are actually supposed to be a lot similar. Oh. But, um, but yeah, that's the only way I really do them is I batter them with a nice crispy batter. That sounds like a great recipe, though. Yeah, and those potato flakes are just, it's, uh, it's flawless. The kids love it, and they're usually, you know, when it comes to fish, they aren't the craziest about it, but, uh. It's it's good. We'll actually put the recipe up on the webpage. So, uh, if you want to give it a shot, check out nontypical.org and we'll put that up uh, same time or before
1: this podcast comes out. Yeah, you couldn't ask for better weather here. Or...
0: No. So, what's the biggest walleye you've caught on this lake?
1: Um oh, I've probably caught about a 6-pounder. That's about the biggest. Nice. Nothing nothing crazy special, but
0: No, that's a that's a, a Well, fish, you just so. worked at the fishing tournament here. And what was the biggest caught then? Uh,
1: the biggest in the fishing tournament was six and a half, I believe. But there was a fella, a young fella, um, that wasn't part of the fishing tournament, just fishing out front of the beach with his family that caught like an eight pound walleye, 7.98. We officially weighed it because it, uh, it was just so big that, you know, we knew we had to weigh it wow, for him. so that's awesome. Yeah, that's a pretty big fish. Well, I just hooked on to lake.
0: probably the, the smallest one we got this evening, and it was probably right around that 45-centimeter mark. Yeah. And normally, you know, if it's a couple centimeters over, we keep it.
1: You could easily, easily uh, on a night on this lake be struggling to find a keeper. Yeah. But uh, this spot never lets me down. No, you know? man. It's always big unreal. fish. Um, it's a little bit colder here. Just seems like it's always big fish. What's our temperature? About seventeen point one degrees Celsius water temperature. Okay. That's surface temperature.
0: Yeah, because usually this time of the lake where we fish, it's closer to eighteen. If I if I remember correctly.
1: Yeah, I think closer to the beach. Well, it gets a little bit warmer, a little bit shallower water. Yeah. This is coming. All this water comes out of the center of the lake, so it's a little bit colder.
0: Yeah, this lake's something else, guys. I don't know if you fished Lesser Slave Lake before, but it is the largest vehicle-accessible lake in Alberta. I've got one on, and he's dead weight right now. Lost him. But this lake, it's neat because you get on the lake, and you can't see the other side. No, it disappears. It disappears. So it's almost like you're on the ocean. This place is so big. Well, what is it? Is
1: it 95 kilometers long, something like that? It is very long,
0: yeah. I'm pretty sure it's right around that 90 kilometer long. But, um, oh, I just hooked onto one here, guys.
1: Well, I'm not even sure what to say here to keep this going. I hope we're being entertaining because this is just, this is a lot of fun out here. Uh, and it might not seem so through the mic but you know Brody's just packing fish in the boat here <laughs> and we like we like we said we've only been fishing for about 40 minutes
0: yeah this is under I lost count
1: like I yeah, don't know what I'm well, at to be we're, honest we're doing I don't know what I'm I gotta at be either. at 10 you're, you're way say. past me <laughs> Yeah, and it's a little calm, you know. Usually you want, you mentioned earlier, there's the, uh, a chop is good in the water, and that's what they call a walleye chop, right? And there's a little bit of, uh, you know, a little bit of wave, not quite a white cap, but it gets your boat rocking, and it really helps with the movement of your of your rig. You got one. Beautiful. Is it? Do you like a
0: tight drag?
1: This isn't my rod.
0: Because <laughs> I was going to say, I haven't heard you a drag yet, and I like to hear that.
1: Like, I don't like a tight drag either. This isn't my rod, though. But you're right, I thought that earlier. Ooh, that's a big one. That's
0: fish. a nice one. I think your other one's bigger. What did that pike go that you caught?
1: 61.
0: 61. And what do they got to be?
1: 55. OK. Oh, that's a fat one. Nice. Yeah, these fish are just fantastic. <laughs> yeah, they really are.
0: You know, I fished in Saskatchewan for a few years and um, when I lived uh, in south central Saskatchewan and uh, some great walleye lakes. You know, you'd catch eight, nine pounders, six pounders regularly, but just not the quantity of fish of this lake. And if you're catching these four pounders, four and a half pounders like this, this is world class, man. This is unreal.
1: Yeah, I this got is one. a <laughs> look at that. You don't have to be catching big fish to be Beautiful. having fun. These are all four pound fish, like three and a half pound fish. These are all so. Awesome.
0: My question is, when are we filming our fishing episode out here?
1: <laughs> this is this is a <laughs> we, daddy. Gotta, we gotta that, uh, we gotta hit it when it's good, still, right? We can't wait too long. Our mics now are forever gonna smell like fish slime. You got minnows back there? Uh, There's a pack here. Oh, no, I was just making sure you had them. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. No. No, these fish are going through them, though. It's nice when you're. Oh, look at that. Oh, not even on the bottom. And so you were telling me that. There it is.
0: You said if things go correctly, we should be catching fish nonstop because that's what you remember doing out here as a kid. And uh, you know, if you want to get a kid hooked on fishing,
1: is it? Oh yeah, oh yeah.
0: Here, I'll grab the net here. Beautiful. Yeah, these are all big fish. But yeah, if you want to get a kid hooked on fishing, you got to bring him to a spot like this, somewhere where he's going to catch fish nonstop. Because the uh, last thing you want is to go out, you know, four or five days and, and the kid hooks onto one fish or doesn't catch any fish. And that happens a lot. And then they just lose interest. And I know me. Uh, you know, my grandfather here was the one that take took me out fishing and uh, he would always doesn't matter the size of fish when you're a kid But it's the quantity of fish and if you're catching fish non-stop like we are and I just hooked on to a beauty <laughs> this is You unreal. can hear that drag um, This is what you want to do guys
1: Yeah, seriously. Yeah, we were talking about that earlier. That's a big fish. Yeah, that's this, bending you right over This is awesome Where's that net? The net's right beside you there Oh, buddy! That's, <laughs> Holy that's shit, a dandy! That thing's <laughs> a fucking ribeye. He's fat, eh? <laughs> well,
0: I'm gonna get a quick measurement off this fish, guys. Bear with us. Yeah. I think this is gonna be my keeper. This
1: is the keeper, I think. He beats mine out.
0: This is my biggest walleye on this lake.
1: <laughs> that's a pretty big fish. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Okay. That's awesome. That's a big fish. Right on. What are you doing, swapping one out? Yeah. We got a glove here, we'll do that. That's the nice thing about having a really good live well, you guys. We're, we're running fresh water through it all the time, leaving the pump running. And so the overflow is, of course, chucking it out you got her right on there you go look at this guy professional (laughs) like a guide i'm standing here with a freaking fish glove like a pussy
0: well that's the biggest walleye i have caught in this lake (laughs)
1: that's awesome i've got
0: 44s the odd 45 but not a fit or sorry 55 54s you know a few 53s but not a 57 and a half centimeter fish like that. That's, I'm going to say that's probably going to be a four and a quarter pounder. What would you say?
1: That's a fat one though, man. Yeah, like I don't want to say five because. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't hold him, but that's a good good looking fish. Yeah. He well, that was definitely. They're all lively. He fought more than
0: any other fish. Oh, like he was peeling see, he that drake. rod
1: just at a 90. Yeah. That's awesome.
0: So do you, um, with Primal Adventures, do you offer a fishing combo with your bear hunts or anything like that?
1: I do. Fishing is always an option if you're coming through at a good fishing time.
0: You won't bring him to this spot though, Um,
1: right? (laughs) (laughs) It depends. (laughs) We'll have to see.
0: Now you give Um, him a good tip, he'll take you out of here.
1: That's right. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so you know, the bear hunts, I do right around Slave Lake here. So that's, fishing is always an option in the springtime. If you come during uh you know the open fishing season of course and then if you were to come for a winter wolf hunt fishing's always on the table we do lots of ice fishing there's a, a million places to go around here and uh yeah can put you on some fish
0: yeah so your bear tags aren't far from town here
1: no we uh Hourly, you know, yeah we're, pr- we're we're fairly close to town here within uh, traveling distance
0: and when does the lake open up to fish
1: believe the lake opens May 15th.
0: May 15th.
1: Yeah. And so, yeah, we're well into the bear hunting season by then. I usually don't, you know, might have a bear hunt or two sooner right before that, early May. But uh, usually the real good bear hunting is the end of May.
0: So you could have someone up here for the week of their lifetime where you fish all morning. Hook on go, to big walleye. And, and go bear hunting and all bear evening. hunting all afternoon and evening. Absolutely. Great, right if you've
1: dreamed of that, you know who to call. Pretty good deal.
0: Um, and so obviously... Well, there's it, another one. You got another one. With it being uh, an Alberta guided hunt, outfitted hunt, it's got to be a, a non-resident of al- outside of Alberta. So anyone in Saskatchewan, BC, Ontario, or the States, wherever you are, as long as you aren't in Alberta, he can take you out. But uh, this fishing is just unreal, guys. Unreal. And, uh, you know, for me, I haven't been out in the lake in, you know, a few years. This is just, this is, I can't believe this, man. I wasn't gonna, I was not expecting this. I thought, yeah, we'll catch a, a few fish here and there, you know, maybe two or three each. But uh,
1: oh, no. like I'm literally, I haven't put my, my hook
0: back in the water because I knew I'm, I, I just know I'm going to hook onto a yeah, fish. Yeah, you've
1: had to sit, sit there and just take <laughs> a breather here. I've been fishing with one hand and I've actually been doing pretty good, so I'm just going to maintain course. Nice. Slow and steady. Yeah, well, I got to get a minnow on here so I we can get catch my up rod back in the water.
0: Yeah, so I'm on a bit of a time schedule tonight, a bit of a time crunch and... Uh, and so I wasn't too sure, you know, if we'd get onto them. Oh, but yeah. uh, here we
1: are, man. If you know you can get across the lake, then we're going to find some fish. Yeah. And it helps, you know, uh, my dad had some friends here from out of town and he took them fishing. and So he had the, you know, the current daily, uh, you know, hot spot. Yeah. He knew exactly what depth to be at. And we always come to this spot. This is sort of old, reliable. And uh, the depth always fluctuates where it seems you, you, you hit the, the fish hard, and, and we're on them. Have we, we couldn't moved be much? On them. We haven't moved at all. We're anchored steady. We're still at that 10-8, was it? We're at, oh. uh, yeah, we're between 10 and 11 feet here, 10-8 feet, yeah.
0: I'm almost getting a little careless here, man. Oh, I got another one. <laughs> you got another one. Yeah, and I
1: think I got one here too, guys. I'm going to hook them. There we go. Hook. I have all the reason to believe that the bigger fish are on your side of the boat. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I said, man, I've never used a plastic
0: with the minnow. Never, eh? Never. i always used Just that. adds we... more action, I guess, eh?
1: Yeah, I guess so. And, and and my dad swears by certain types of jig bodies.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah. For sure. Between, and, and I do too, but I don't use ones. them often. Okay. But we
1: all, like, always the jig body. Yeah. Always the jig body. In the wintertime? Maybe not. Yeah. And I don't know why. That's just sort of what
0: we've always done. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, but yeah, always a jig body.
0: See, and I'm like For a... me, it
1: looks naked without one. Really, eh? Yeah.
0: Huh. I, I like the all-natural. Yeah, Trying enough. And, you the know, old school hook old and...
1: school, yeah. Hook and worm.
0: I try to use, like, real bait, live bait as much, well, frozen dead bait as much as I can.
1: Yeah, well, we're always using minnows, yeah. Yeah. So do you use leeches and worms much? Because we used to buy them. We I used... remember them... In the boat when we were kids, yeah. but I don't remember using them much.
0: No, we always use leeches. That's all we used. Really? I didn't use
1: a minnow until my third year of
0: living here. Really? Just because leeches got so expensive. But they work, obviously. But they work, but then I realized minnows work about 80% as well. Oh, so they work better? <laughs> no.
1: Leeches are better. Leeches
0: work better. Really? Is what I found. Oh. Okay. But jigging, when you, because the thing with a spinner is you got that spinner blade on there. And that's sending vibrations through the water and it's flashing. So that spinner is attracting them and then they see the leech trailing that spinner and they're biting onto that leech. But when you're jigging, the shimmer of your minnow, that is what's attracting them in. So jigging with a worm or a leech, I don't think works as well As as- effective. As effective because they can't see it. The scales aren't shining in the water, right? But maybe if you use a body- but maybe if you... But no, we're using a minnow. So the minnow shimmers, No, yeah, right? yeah, yeah.
1: But maybe if you use a body, a body with a leech. and a leech. So the body looks like the minnow.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and you might be onto something the there. But I would not change a single thing about what we're doing today because... No, the... we're
1: not going to do anything.
0: So you... What color jig head are you running?
1: So I got a silver jig head. And was that... It's like a chrome. Like you said, hey, this is my go-to. Uh, was it already no. on the rod or what? I usually, I usually rock between... Some with a big eye, you know, we're using these, you know, the generic, I don't know what they're called, J- just jig heads, you know, with the big, big head and the big silver shiny eye on them. And so I usually go with a bright colorful one, you know, orange, green, yellow, or uh, lately I've been really sticking to the, the shiny chrome and the gold. And uh, yeah, it just seems to, you know, it seems to add a little flair that just works.
0: Nice. Right on, right on. Yeah, I seen that orange, and that's the first one I just, it's like, yeah, that's the one stuck out.
1: Well, you can't think too hard. You know, you open your tackle box, and there's a million hooks in
0: there. No, but some guys, man, they know, like, if, if it's this temperature, if it's sunny out, I'm using this color, or if it's overcast, I'm using this color, where I haven't looked into it that deep. But I have found, like, when you spend days and days on end on this lake, you realize some colors just work better than others. Oh,
1: absolutely, yeah. And we found that when there's, you know, four of us fishing in the boat and everybody's using the same thing. One one guy's using a, oh, got one. One guy's using a black jig body and it's yeah. just not working. And
0: I just got a bite here, a little nibble on the end there. He might've actually stolen my minnow. Oh, got him. Right on guys. We're going to bring these in and tune right back in.
1: Does not get any better than this. Yeah, my hand's getting sore. We're going through, I got about half a tub of minnows left here. Yeah, I've got about half as well. So we're right on par here to catch fish for another 45 minutes basically. (laughs) We're just slaying them. They haven't really let up at all, you know, a couple minutes here and there, but uh, they're right back on us, no time at all.
0: Yeah, this this is just crazy. Probably not the most enjoyable podcast for you guys, but you know we want to do something a little different. Change it up a little
1: bit, and I got a fish.
0: There we go. I love that
1: drag. Yeah, I gotta loosen this rod up. I, mean, I think this is my brother's rod. Uh, my rod was sitting in the back of the boat, and it got taken out. Beautiful. I'll let him so. go
0: at the water here. I'm
1: gonna tune this thing up a little bit here. Yeah, this is fantastic. And so there are a lot of other lakes around here that you can catch bigger fish, but I've honestly never in my, you know, in my 22 years living here and had to go anywhere else to go fishing. Yeah, there's some lakes north of here that, uh,
0: you know, you can catch 10-pound walleye, 12-pound walleye, and consecutively catch, you know, five or six, six six-pounders in a day, seven-pounders in a day, but... um, when you got this,
1: <laughs> you like right here,
0: <laughs> where I just hooked on to another one, but he spit it. Um, it's tough to travel a couple hours if you know you're going to have action, right?
1: Well, we're hooked up in 10 minutes in the water, right? It's, yeah. It's crazy. And then just slaying them like this. Can't ask for anything better. Yeah, this is, uh,
0: this is perfect. Especially when, you, you
1: know, like you said, you're on a time crunch. You can only come out for a couple hours out here and <laughs> you just caught two fat steaks yeah. to bring home.
0: And so some people criticize the fact that you're only allowed one walleye on this lake. Um, But the fishing is pretty good, and the fish look very healthy. It's tough to argue with what they're doing.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I don't don't know what to say. I mean, I would love to uh, bring home a couple more fish, but...
0: But you know what I think the issue is with this lake is it gets hammered so hard.
1: Yeah, there is a lot a large population of fishermen around this lake.
0: And there is what, eight campsites, eight busy year-round, ten busy year-round campsites on this lake. Yeah. And everyone's fishing the same twenty holes on the lake.
1: Pretty much. Yeah. Right? So
0: yeah. um So yeah, I think if you allow two, three fish like some other lakes, it might just clean you out because this lake, there's I I I would be confident saying there's you know probably three four hundred fish taken out of this lake a day in the summertime. You think how many boats come and go, how many guys fishing at the the mouth of the lake there, and uh, you know there's five six different marinas.
1: Oh yeah, and it's four oh, it's, people on a boat each. It's right? the whole all the way around the the lake, right? And they used to. There's a huge argument that I am not informed about at all. Um, Regarding the commercial fishing right that they just cancelled out. Yes. only several years ago here And uh, I really don't know like what what kind of effect that actually has on the lake a lot of people say that You know the white fish and the gold eye and, and those smaller fish school fish overpopulate and Then they take out the food source, right? Yeah but uh, I don't know. Our fish just, the, the last couple years, they really seem to be getting really healthy.
0: They seem to be getting bigger. So maybe it's helped then.
1: Maybe it has. Yeah. I'm, I'm not the one to say,
0: though. No. Yeah, I don't know enough about it, really. haven't looked into it enough. But uh, yeah, you just can't argue with this. All I can say is, yeah, I'm happy, happy with the way it is tonight. Yeah, without a doubt. And you know what? Um, you get on the lake, you catch your fish, you go home. You've got, like, one fish will feed two people. Yeah. Um. So it it means you aren't stockpiling fish, which, okay, that's fine. Um, But it means, you know, you're going to have better quality fishing all the way around. And uh, I'd take, you know, great quality fishing, nonstop action, and keeping one over keeping three and only catching six.
1: Yeah, one, you never want this lake to close. Oh, there we go. Yeah, that's exactly it. It would be absolutely devastating if this lake was to uh, be have a closed year of fishing. Just, this is a nice one. just to the local, you know, even the, the businesses there. and everything.
0: Not quite, not quite that 56, <laughs> 57, but
1: yeah. So we do. We uh, sort of committed to ourselves that we were going to film a uh, fishing, fishing episode.
0: Yeah. So we'll do it. We'll uh, take a couple days, get out in the lake, and. Uh, you know, maybe even have one filming boat and uh, just hammer walleye all day long. If we could do this,
1: which oh, it won't take all day.
0: Yeah, <laughs> but you know, if we could do this, this would just be absolutely unreal. Oh, that's right. Um, but you can never expect this because this is. Uh, I think this is uh, this isn't normal.
1: But I don't know. Have you, you fished this, this spot? It's totally normal. Is it really? This is what I'm used to. This is how it should be. Wow
0: this is insane
1: this is how it should be every time you come out I've been
0: fishing this lake wrong for my whole <laughs> life
1: no this is you know this is what we're used to you come out and you come out for a couple hours and you're sore you, you're sick of fishing there's no wow. point coming out if you're you know searching for fish yeah you come out you find them and you fish till you're, you you want to quit
0: yeah and the thing was we literally pulled up you tossed your anchor or you looked at the depth you said 10 feet 11 inch or 10 11 we there's one tossed the anchor. Didn't bother about the fish we seen on the fish finder. You just knew we were gonna catch fish, and sure enough, we're just hammering them.
1: Yeah, I had a feeling. Like I said, this is sort of all reliable. Nice. Spot and
0: so one thing that. with this lake, though, it's tough to find the perch. Have you found them on here yet?
1: I've never once caught a perch in this lake in my really? life. Really? Never once seen a perch caught in this lake either.
0: So when we did the charters, we, I hooked onto, we hooked onto a few trolling each summer you know we'd catch three or four um just little ones though and uh but yeah i've never
1: never hooked into a school of them or anything like that so um, i know when my dad was a kid he he always tells us that when he was a kid that he used to catch millions of perch out in front of the airport all the time Oh okay in the weeds there No, I don't know if you, I'm sure if they were once there, they'd still be there somewhere.
0: Do you see many people fishing in that spot anymore
1: or often? When you're coming out of the, out of the bay there, when you're coming out of the river, you do see boats over there, but there's also that campground right there, right? So a lot of boats just come straight off the beach out of the campground and that's sort of where it is. I know the Jusard, there was a guy on Facebook this winter that caught a big humpback perch in Jusard. Oh, Nice. And I, I was pretty happy to see that just because, you know, I don't, I, I really have, I've been always been around this lake and haven't seen that many perch out of it yeah. at all. Well, and that's just it. You know, some guys, they spend their
0: summers or they spend their winters just looking for perch. So they'll hit all those, you know, ideal perch locations and uh, and then they'll hook onto them and they'll find them. But uh, yeah, you can't beat a big fat walleye though. We used to fish, uh, when we fished in Saskatchewan, we would hook onto some nice walleye, but the perch were more of a nuisance to us because they would, they would chew off our worms or our minnows, whatever we had on, and just nibble on the ends, and we'd be rebaiting all day long. When we come here, you know, it's
1: a, it's a total treat to catch a perch. But, um, yeah, people actively search for perch lakes. Like yeah. Charlie. Charlie spends a lot of his winter time trying to
0: catch perch. I know a lot of people that do, yeah, and it's... It's, uh, you know, you always want what you don't have.
1: <laughs> that's that's fair enough. And but no per- perch are are you know some of the best eating fish out there. Well, and the fact that you can keep fifteen of them a day. Yes. Right. So you you get into some good perch. You know, even if they're one and a half pounders. Yeah. Or even one pounders, you get a, you know, you have a little filleting party at the end of the night, and you're eating good for you know a few meals. For
0: sure, for sure.
1: So how far are you jigging off bottom? I'm just, I always just touch bottom, pick up, touch bottom, pick up. Yeah. And then if I feel something, you got to be on the rod though. Like you, you got to feel it, you know, every little nudge. Cause this last, this last one I just brought in, uh, I actually hooked him in the cheek. Okay. And just felt them nudge it and then just yeah. gave it a yank and, you know, you get him.
0: Well, that's the thing with them, which I've noticed here is they, uh, they're sort of coming up to it, they're biting onto it, but they aren't moving right away. So you'll feel them on the
1: hook. They're like dead for, a second, for a second or so, second. right? And you let them have it. And then you and let them have it, and then you'll feel them, them move, move yeah, one right. more
0: time and you got them, right?
1: That's that second nibble. Yeah. And that second right nibble's there. your hook. So you felt it. It. <laughs> it. That's right. Yeah, you just can't beat this. And sound like a broken record here, and we got two on the line. Underside, underside. Oh, mine's heavy, man. Is it? Yeah, let me get rid of this guy. <laughs> or maybe he's just a or fighter. Oh, that's a big fish. Let's get a figure out a double header here. Hang on, I'll get mine. Oh, that's a, this is a big fish.
0: So that was our, what, fifth or sixth doubleheader of the evening? Pretty darn good if you ask me. Okay, here we go, time to rebate the old jigs. See if we can crack 57, 58, eh?
1: I can't seem to crack that 53. These last couple have been 52, which is bigger than the one. Uh, the original one I caught, but... Yeah, I'm looking for a 56er. Yeah.
0: Like, these are tournament-winning fish. These if are good you, fish. If you could get a few 57s, 58s each day, right? Oh.
1: Yeah, so that tournament we had in uh, in Canusa there, the Larry Dalgren Memorial Tournament. Oh, I got
0: one. Oh, oh I just him. lost my... Uh, I just seen a fish.
1: The uh, the Larry Dahlgren Memorial Tournament. Uh, yeah, they they were saying that uh, if I got this right, about eighteen pounds a day. Is that right? Okay. So two guys, two four fish a day at about four pounds. Wow. Right. So if that's. If you can do that in two if days. If you can do that, you're doing really good. So if you get two days, and then guys were catching you know five and six pounders too to really put them over the top and get those winning numbers. Yeah. And uh, you know that's what you're gonna get in this lake, though. And and we're catching them. We're slaying, definitely, like you said, <laughs> tournament winning awesome. fish. All right, we're back. So
0: yeah, you're heading to the mountains in uh, right away here to do some. A couple weeks here,
1: about ten days. Yeah. So you're going to va- you're going on nice. vacation Hooked with the family. My...
0: Yeah, we're going to. And you're going um, to the mountains.
1: We're going to Jasper to
0: go. Uh you know, check things out, check out some critters and do some fishing and, and everything else. Takes pictures.
1: So yeah, we are heading to the mountains uh, um, myself and Ryan. Um he's been on the podcast before, been a part of, you know, a lot of things we've done out here and uh, yeah, he's heading to the mountains with me. We're going to go do some scouting here for this year's this year's sheep hunt. So I think we're going to do another 10-12 day trip and uh, all backpacks. And it's going to be a little bit of a, of, a, of a new area. I spent a few days up there last year in this area we're going to, but not a whole lot of time. And uh, I saw some sheep, but, you know, like I said, not a whole lot of time. So we're going to go up there and spend about five days scouting and uh, see, what, see what we can come up with.
0: Nice. So you're spending five days scouting and... Um... Did you do a scouting trip last year? Or last just... year I
1: didn't. Okay. Last year was the only year I wasn't able to do a scouting trip, that's right. So the first year I went, I did two different trips before the hunt, um, but you know, that was the first year we went. So it was really trying to get our legs under us and everything and get prepared, tune our equipment. And then uh, last year, yeah, we could only make it out with the, make it out with the, just going on the hunt. So this year we're gonna get another scouting trip in. And sorry, I'm just distracted, Brody's reeling in another fish. This year we're getting another five day scouting trip and then the 10-12 uh, day hunt. Another dandy walleye. Pretty. Yeah, we're midway through July, July
0: and we gotta get our butts in the bush and get prepared for the I was the gonna say, season. you gotta do some scouting too. I'm so too. unprepared, yeah. But yeah guys, we caught our limit, we got our one big fish each. Slade just slayed the walleye tonight. And uh, sun's going down. It is time to pack her in. So thanks so much for bearing with us through this. um
1: this extravagant yeah, podcast.
0: Yeah, n- not a normal <laughs> podcast.
1: <laughs> it's been a
0: little uh, haywire in here. In but uh, thanks so much for listening, guys. We appreciate it big time. And uh, yeah, tune in uh, next week for another podcast.
1: Yeah, we'll try and keep that one a little bit more straightforward. And Cheers.